This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. So let's talk some NFL. And since it's my birthday on Sunday, I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, Had no idea. October 9th, 9.30 p.m. kickoff. I'll get to sleep in, though, and watch this game at 1030 because I'll be in civilization, a.k.a. Chicago, Illinois. Thank Christ. Dude, uh, you Packers... live in one of the most populated cities in the country. Be quiet with that. Chicago's better. Uh, hands down. Not you even act close. Like this is, uh, Milwaukee's better than You act than like DC. this is Iowa. Iowa's better than D.C. No, no freaking chance. I've lived chance. in Iowa. I would rather, yes, Iowa's no much better. No shot, dog. Oh, God, No yes. shot. I didn't pay for a drink in Iowa for three well, and a half years. Well, that's a different, years. okay, well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> or food. And I had a bunch of friends. You made like $10,000 We would go karaoke and one bourbon, one scotch. You no, literally I made got paid one. in pounds. I actually, made, I actually made 35K out of the gate, which is, nobody does that in local radio. That was actually a pretty good You got day. paid in cows. No, that was just a gift. That's how you get your steak there. Anyway, Giants-Packers, <laughs> London game. Packers, eight-point favorites in this game. The news today, Daniel Jones, he's going to play injured here with an ankle sprain, which means he's going to be limited. He's not going to be as mobile. And that's really the only way that uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants have been able to move the ball. In fact, if you're a Daniel Jones fantasy owner, which, let's be honest, who is? 50% of his uh, offense this year has come from running the football. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're a Daniel Jones fantasy owner, you're probably 0-4. Yeah, you're probably pretty terrible. Uh, he's also been pressured on 50% of his dropbacks. The Giants' offensive line has been an absolute dumpster fire. They're 25th in pass block win rate, which is never good for a quarterback like Daniel Jones. He doesn't have any wide receivers that could create separation. Sterling Shepard, great story seeing him come back early in the season, already out for the year. Kenny Galladay's been ruled out. I forget that he's even in the league anymore, man. Um, Kadarius Tony as well. Listen to this. This is disgusting. Because you guys know I was pretty high on the Giants. By high on the Giants, I mean I thought that they were going to be an eight-win team. And they're 3-1, and one, so we're trending in the right direction. I don't like betting the Packers when they're more than touchdown favorites. I, I played them here, and I'm fine with the eight still. The Giants' four leading receivers right now in targets are combining to average 1.2 yards per route run, which is terrible. And Daniel Jones is now limited, can't move around. And then you have a Green Bay defense who's ninth in pressure, right? They're getting after the quarterback. Like you saw it the last couple weeks, man. Rashawn Gary is probably going to finish with 14 to 15 sacks this year if he stays healthy. And the only way the Patriots were able to move the ball against Green Bay last week was with the run game. And so you're figuring probably a lot of Saquon. But I just don't know because... The Packers play with five DBs on the field a lot. And now Jair Alexander, it looks like he's going to play. He wasn't limited uh, in practice. He was a full participant, so I'm guessing he's going to go. But the Packers, like as much as they've struggled against the run, 
I just don't know if it's going to be the case because they'll be able to sell out and stop the run. They might not have to play five DBs against Saquon because as good as he's been, 1.6 rushing yards above expectation, like the offensive line is terrible, and I just think that the Packers' run defense is finally going to show up here. So I'm all about Green Bay. I thought Coach made a great point. Uh, Jonathan Coachman about using them as a teaser leg. I did that with Tampa Bay. We'll talk about that game. I did like that. I just think that uh, Green Bay is going to get right here in this spot. Let this... me ask you a question can, uh, about Saquon. Do you think that there's, the Green Bay is just going to stack the box because they know that Danny Dimes isn't mobile and on top of that has no one to throw to? I don't think so, but I just don't think that they're really going to have to worry about Daniel Jones beating them with his arms. So I think maybe they could commit to adding another guy, maybe another linebacker in the box, maybe another, you know, maybe they'll play uh, Devondre Wyatt here a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't think they're really going to have to like sell out. I wouldn't go under on Saquon or anything like that. I was actually looking at his receiving yards, 23 and a half, thinking that Daniel Jones is going to have to dump off. I just, I think they're going to show up here. And then the Packers offense, I think they're ticking in the right, in the right direction. You know, this this game really for me is just about the fact the Packers have never been to London. So for a team that's never been there to be laying eight in a neutral site game was just too much for me to take. I don't have a strong feel about the Giants either. This game's a pass for me. Yeah, I ended up taking a one game parlay, Green Bay minus six and a half. Under 45 and a half total points and Saquon Barkley over 65 and a half rushing yards. That's plus 333. The only reason I did that with Saquon is I feel like that's the only thing they really have going for them. Yeah. Green Bay, although they have been better, they are below middle of the pack in terms of rushing defense. I do think Saquon is going to be able to get busy. I think the Giants have to rely on him to get whatever offense that they can. I love it. I got three prop plays for this game, but I didn't do anything with the side or total. Bills 14 point favorites against the Steelers. Bills are at home. Steelers on the road. Total 45 and a half. What do you guys got in this game? I could give out my props. Favorite play of the week. I got the Steelers plus 14. Favorite play. Favorite play. And all it is, it's a simple handicap. The Bills have the Chiefs next week. Mm-hmm. That's that's all there is to it. They have, the, And you think about their first four games. They played two primetime games. Then they had to go on the road to Miami and Baltimore. And they had to use a lot of energy to get that comeback against Baltimore. They used all that energy in the heat in Miami. This is just begging, pleading, asking for a letdown spot. And you have the Steelers with the rookie quarterback going on the road. The whole team's going to rally around them. They keep this within 14 points. Take the Steelers. Yeah, I don't have anything in this game. I'm, I'm not comfortable taking the Steelers, even though the math feels like it's right. Yeah, I kind of think about maybe taking Bill's first half, but I don't really like over a touchdown. So it's just a stay away from me. I'm just going to watch it. Yeah, I stayed away. My lean would also be Steelers because of what PJ said, too. Perfect look-ahead spot for him. But I was listening to Sean McDermott's press conference, and he's all pissed off about Josh Allen leading the team in rushing yards. And plus, look-ahead spot, Chiefs next week. You figure they're going to have a lead in this game. Buffalo's going to. So I actually went under on the rushing yards for Josh Allen, under 41.5. I'd play that up to 38.5. And And then my two favorite props in this game, I like that one a little bit, uh, but they're not my favorites. I loved George Pickens. Over 38 and a half receiving yards because, again, Kenny Pickett's getting the start here. The Steelers, and Mike Tomlin was talking about this. He's like, we got to push the ball down the field. We have to air it out. And you couldn't do that with Trubisky, as you saw. Now Pickett takes over. So you know he loves George Pickens. That number's all the way up to 41 and a half. I'd play it right now. George Pickens over 41 and a half receiving yards. I got 38 and a half. And then the other two that I got in this game, Stephon Diggs over 82 and a half. I'm playing that all the way up to 85. You look at the Bills right now, they're beat up in the wide in the wide receiver room. Isaiah McKenzie probably not going to go in this game. They have nobody on the outside. And I also played Gabe Davis over 48 and a half receiving yards. Oh, I love that play. It's at 51 and a half now. I'd play that up to 55. So he's fully healthy now. He was a full participant in practice all week. 
And you go back to week one, and this is where that prop was set, and that was against a good Rams defense, went over the number. So I love Gabe Davis this weekend, over 51.5 receiving yards. Moving on, uh, Chargers-Browns. Here's one of my favorite plays this week. And you got right now the Browns, two-and-a-half-point dogs against the Chargers. What do you guys got in this one? Anything? Also one of my favorite plays. Love the Browns, plus two, two-and-a-half, whatever it is. They're calling for some weather in Cleveland, maybe, with some wind, which mm-hmm. obviously benefits the Browns with Chubb and the way they run the football. The Chargers, you know, everybody looks at the offense last week and thinks all their problems are solved now because they play the Texans. I think the Browns, they should have beaten Atlanta last week. Brissett's played better than we've expected. I think they get Amari going again this week. Yeah, Give me the Browns outright, but uh, I like a plus two and a half as well. Yeah, Browns, they're going to be able to run the ball against these Chargers, right? Like the Chargers last year and the Chargers this year. Haven't been great at stopping the run. They actually haven't been great at running the ball either. Like if you look at some of the statistics in terms of how much push the offensive line is getting, they're one of the worst at that. Austin Eckler, outside of last week, hasn't been doing a damn thing. Yeah. Right? His statistics in pretty much every metrics have been basically, I I would say, maybe one of the worst, most disappointing running backs in the league. So I I would lean the Browns. I don't have anything, though, in this game. I, did, I just stayed away. Yeah, I grabbed the minus 115 to get the three with the Browns, but I agree with PJ. I think they could be live in this game. Yeah. If you look at the Browns' defense, they also struggle against the run, and now they've been without Jadeveon Clowney. He's not coming back, but Miles Garrett's at least going to give it a go here. But uh, I think that's all right because, like you said, the Chargers aren't really running the football. Like last week, they finally committed to Austin Eckler. He had the three touchdowns, but they're struggling to run the ball right now. Like, in fact, only 28% of the rush attempts have gained five or more yards, which yeah. is crazy when you're talking Austin Eckler. And then you look at what Cleveland's going to do on the offensive side of the ball. I know that like running the football isn't the sexiest thing, but the run plays that they draw up, it's like football porn. They pull linemen, they pull tight ends at the same time. I was watching this today. They run a ton of misdirection. And the other thing is the Chargers this year. Last year, they were the worst team in the league against the run. Yeah. This year, they're like middle of the pack, 18th, 19th. They've gotten a little bit better, but now they're without Joey Bosa, so they have nobody to set the edge on the opposite side of Khalil Mack. Asante Samuel, who I love as a cover corner, does not like to tackle. He hides from it. And then you look at it, and like that's where Cleveland's at their best, running on the outside, and that's really where the Chargers struggle. 29th in the league, defending those outside runs. So I think Cleveland's going to actually keep this game close, maybe even win it. Love yeah. the Browns, plus three or two and a half, that's whatever a you got. Uh, and then we got the Bears and the— um, I don't care what the number is on Nick Chubb. I like it. For Nick Chubb rushing yards? Yeah, exactly. I think he runs wild. I like that one as well. I bet the Bears today, this is a numbers play, plus seven and a half. The Bears can run the football. Minnesota can't stop the run. I think the Bears are going to keep this game close. Minnesota does not cover big numbers. Divisional rival. Minnesota coming back from London. I think it's a pretty easy handicap there. Bingo. T-Crick. Divisional dog. And you have a rookie head coach coming back from London on the following week. Give me the Bears plus seven and a half. Love it. Bears plus seven and a half. We're going to need Khalil Herbert. I know. Just like, just gross, but just have to. have to. You got to do it. Gross. You got to do it. Now, if it's six and a half, I'd probably play Minnesota. Um, And then the last game we have to preview this hour, Lions-Patriots. And it is official. Mac Jones is out. Brian Hoyer is out. So Bailey Zappi season is official. The Patriots are three-point favorites at home against the Lions. They're going to be without Swift. And then St. Brown's going to be a game-time decision. Total in this game is 45 and a half. Maybe you want to wait and see if St. Brown's going to play, especially if you like the Lions here. Uh, I bet the Patriots in this spot. I like the Patriots as well, but I also really, really, and I've already played the over. I actually teased it up to 47 plus 110 because I didn't want to, I dealt, I had it straight, like just as a straight bet, not in a parlay. I didn't like the minus 110 at 46 and a half. So I 
Ended up taking it at 47. It's actually at 45 and a half now, so it's going the wrong direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of feels like the Lions, you know, number one scoring offense in the NFL. Their defense is abysmal. I feel like Bailey Zappi is going to run wild. Ramondre Stevenson has been excellent. I think they're going to be using him more and more. And the Lions, listen, I don't know that they do anything well defensively. Look, the Lions, they're 0-9-1 on the road straight up in the Dan Campbell era. Jared Goff's never won a game with the Lions away from Ford Field. They just struggle away from Detroit. And they're going into New England. I feel like Belichick, especially territory. without Swift, if they don't have St. Brown, Belichick's just going to eat Goff and them alive. Yeah. So New England, to me, would probably be the right play, but uh, no official play on that. Also, one. Goff much better inside in domes where he's been all season. Now he's yes. going to be in New England. Not that the weather's going to be terrible, but still. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 